Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, kicking off hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Jared Justice, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. Of course, we'd love to hear from you throughout the course of the show, anytime you want, at 702-365-9200, and the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword r We throw the question out there to you. If you thought that the Raiders were creating and building something that was similar to the Heat culture. And what I mean by that is a consistent winner, a team that was in the playoffs consistently and had an opportunity to go on a run like they're doing right now as they're in the NBA Finals. Game 3 is coming up in just a little while. Matter of fact, we'll talk about that a little bit later on the show. Would you be okay with the way that the Raiders are going about things right now, building it with that slow build? That's the question that we ask you, and of course you could chime in at 702 365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R-N-R now uh, wanted to get to this sound from Max Crosby hold on I got one text that I did want to share real quick oh this is from this this is actually a funny one from Mailman Raider he said uh, a hockey team in the middle of a desert does low key remind me of the Jamaican bobsled team just saying so that's pretty funny not mad at that at all but hey they're on the verge of winning right they're on the verge of winning they're up 2-0 and I don't want to jinx anything matter of fact I'm not going to jinx anything but they're in a pretty good position right now, up 2-0, and, man, they win those four games. That'll be a whole lot of fun. Definitely look forward to that here in Las Vegas. Now, I did want to get to the interview with Max Crosby, JT the Brick, and Eric Allen from Monday, uh, Raiders content day at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. We were inside the indoor facility. It was a lot of fun, but Max is always a great listen. So uh, we talked to Max, and it started off just asking about content day and how it was going for him. Um, you know, it's it's a lot. You know, you got to get a lot of things done, but uh, I'm having fun with it. You know, at the end of the day, like I was just telling them, I'm blessed. Uh, you know, we're all blessed just to be here, um, and we're just excited. It just means football is getting closer. Um, we got mini camp this week, so we're fired up, man. What is it like for you now? You are the veteran. You mentioned before that you, you want to help mentor a Tyree Wilson. Chandler's going to do the same thing, but it's just a different role for you as the face of the franchise. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's uh, that's been a huge focus of mine is just taking that next step as a leader, um, you know, speaking up a little bit more uh, when needed and uh, just being my full self, you know, not not shying, not shying back when I, I, I think something is wrong, you know, speaking up, holding everybody accountable and, you know, holding myself accountable because they see what I'm doing on a daily basis and um, they already know I'm not going to leave a box unchecked. So, you know, I've, I feel like I've earned that right to now take that next step and, you know, hold everybody accountable and lead the way I want to lead. So I'm fired up about it. You're the guy now, Max. I mean, <laughs> wherever you go, it's like the cameras are on. And But, but first, give me give me some dad stuff. What, what, what's going on with the baby and how, how, how's, that, uh, how's that going? It's been amazing. You know, yeah. uh, she's not even eight months and she's <laughs> flying around the house. Does she you sleep? Does she, give you, does she sleep at night or what? <laughs> she, yeah, she's, she's getting better. Okay. She's a little inconsistent at times, but – um, no, she's active as can be. She's throwing things at me now. <laughs> she's trying to talk. She's saying dad has a million times, but we're having so much fun with it. Yeah. Uh, just seeing her grow has been incredible. So, and how yeah. has that change helped, uh, the dynamics of the off season workout, what you're doing and things like that? 
yeah, you know, it just every time I come home, I know uh, I'm gonna <laughs> be ready for war. You know what I mean? It's gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna go out and run 18 gassers. You oh know? yeah, you already <laughs> know. Being home, right? 100. percent Exactly. I just spend a little bit more time in the hot tub and cold tub. No, but it's it, it's honestly it's amazing. That's uh, awesome. Just seeing her grow, it's been the coolest thing ever. You know, time's flying, and everybody says has has said the same thing to me, like. You don't realize how fast it goes. Yeah. Just t you know, take advantage of every moment, um, and just you know, be present. And that's that's really all I've been focused on. You know, obviously, you know, besides being in the building, when I'm when I'm out, is just being present with my daughter, and it's been it's been really cool. So awesome. nice. Let's take a look at you with the alumni out at practice, and this means a lot to you. And I've seen that development knowing you since you've come here, and how important these moments were for you with Phil and Craig Townsend. What's it been like, and how much study time do you put into the history of the Raiders? Because all these guys want to see you first when they show up at practice. Yeah, you know, it's, it's something that I really took serious when I came into the league. You know, uh, being a part of the Raiders is not like any other organization, and uh, the history is, is you know, one of a kind. And uh, I've really taken the time to learn about, you know, the past teams and the history of this organization, and there's so many legends and so many guys that really change the way the game is played. And, uh, you know, like Phil, like Phil and uh, – <laughs> Ted Hendricks and you know being able to like know their not just them but their families and like taking the time to you know really learn who they are as people and what made them who they were and uh it's been incredible I remember being in Oakland my rookie year is that well it was actually Napa for camp and Phil came and talked to the whole team and uh I told like in that video I told yeah. him I'm like you you changed my mindset like he had this speech that was it was the wildest <laughs> wildest speech I've ever right, heard right. but it really hit home because that's what really what it takes to be you know at that level be a dominant defense and those guys are the ones that I look up to and it's it's incredible I, I just want to follow up with Ted Hendricks I'm so happy you said that yeah. if you look at his career and what he did off the edge on special teams blocking kicks you've had a little bit of that go on and then just to be a hybrid guy that can go from one side to another you're conditioning now what's different I mean you're a big UFC guy what are you changing <laughs> and evolving with when it comes to your conditioning yeah honestly you know that's that's always been something you know people like to point out is you know, being a white DN, the first thing you hear is blue collar, he works hard, big motor, you know, like that's what they talk about. And you really, you know, you can't avoid that. Right, but right. at the end of the day, like I truly, like my conditioning is something I feel like separates myself from yeah. everybody else in the league. And uh, I take it super serious. And, uh, you know, boxing has been a big thing these last two years, you know, doing a lot of boxing, uh, training, which is a whole different type yeah. of training, you know, whole yeah. body, like, really will take you to a different place you know when it comes to conditioning <laughs> yep. and cardio so yeah me like for me i have my like base routine of what i do my extra you know you always see me doing the hundreds and like gassers and things out to practice but bringing other guys along with me has been been also a big part of that and you know just exploring like i, I went on a 10 mile run when i went to miami for the ufc fight um uh hunter campbell um he's he works with dana uh, he like called out the room. He's like, "All right, tomorrow morning, you know, I'm going on my runs." And everybody's like, "Nah, we're not going with you." And he's like, "We're running 10 miles." And I'm like, "All right, screw it, I'll go with you." And what? I've, I've never done anything wow. like that. And I ran 10 miles on my in Miami, like oh. hot as hell, like oh, human. Oh my goodness! And I just, I really like this off season has been just like really testing myself and yeah. putting myself in, in deep waters when I don't know if I can float or <laughs> not. Right. Right. And that's just like been a challenge, but that's what, it, it's a that's direct translation. And yes. I go out on the field and I'm never worried about, all right, do I have to take a, you know, a little bit off and pace right. myself? Right. Like, 
you know, I, I, I feel like I can go all day, and I've just gotten in better and better shape as, as the year's gone on. Speaking of alumni, Matt Millen told me last week that, that you're a guy that looks like a, a Raider, right? Just, I mean, just the way that you, you handle your business. And he said that he t always told Howie Long that you weren't that good. He's like, Howie, you're not that good. you got to keep pushing yourself. <laughs> what do you use to keep pushing yourself? Because you know where you're at, but you always have told me, I want to be better. I want to be better. I'm working on my craft. Yeah, honestly, like I'm so far from where I want to be. Mm -hmm. um, not only, you know, from a personal standpoint, but as, as an organization, I want to win. Um, that's the number one thing. Um, I put, I, I literally start from in January and I don't stop <laughs> until January. <laughs> and like, I want to be playing in February. I want to yeah. be playing in the biggest games. I want to be on TV. I want everyone to see the work I'm putting in and see yeah. what this team is doing. And, um, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. And, you know, obviously, you know, the money and all that's cool, but like, that's not why I started playing football. I started playing in second grade. I've been playing my whole life. Yeah. This is what I've, I, I want to do. This is my legacy. I feel like God put me on earth to play football and be an example um, of overcoming adversity. And, like, I really true, I, I truly believe, like, this is just the beginning for me. I feel like I'm going to take a whole another step this year. And in these next five to seven years, I'm really going to be entering my prime and being the best version of myself. And that's why I take it so serious. That's why I talk about my craft and my work ethic. And I really talk about it because I take it so serious and I do it on a daily basis. And that's all I know. And yeah, um, yeah. I really want to maximize my career at the highest level. And that's why I put so much into it. And um you know, I feel like, you know, my legacy at the end of the day is, is the most important thing. What I what I leave, um, you know, when I'm done is is everything. Yeah. A lot of the young players have similar stories about overcoming adversity on this football team, being able to rise and having uh, been always easy for them. And I think that's one of the themes that are going on with these younger players. What are some of the things that technically you need to work on to reach that level? Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like there's not one specific thing that I focus on. It's not like, okay, I'm not good at this. I need to, this is my main focus. I feel like I could do a lot of things at a very high level, but I always focus on the 1%. Like, I feel like my routine is great, yeah. but there's always room for improvement no matter what it is. So whether it's football, whether it's my routine, whether it's my nutrition, whether it's pass rush specific, whether it's the run game and how I'm using my hands, like there's always things I could get better at. And that's why I'm constantly just watching myself. Like, and I talk to the young guys about this, you know, a lot of people talk about film and how do you watch film and what do you do? Like, I got this from Rob Marinelli, but he's like, the most important film you, you need to watch is yourself. Yeah. It's like, constantly watch yourself watch your start with your feet and then watch your hands are you active enough are you getting off the ball is your pad level you know what it should be so like I literally just all the time I'm just watching games from last year just over and over and over right, again right. and I truly enjoy that and uh I know what it's supposed to look like when I'm at my best and I know uh -huh. when I'm not at my best so I constantly can work on that during the week and in practice and okay last game I feel like my pad level is a little bit too high I feel like I was a slightly hesitant my pass rush my get off was a little bit behind uh -huh. that's what I'm gonna focus on in the week so once I'm going to the next game I'm the last game is I'm over with and I'm just focused on how I can do better and uh, I'm constantly that's just how my mindset is every single day is like all right if today wasn't 100 percent perfect how can I get better tomorrow and if you just stack that up every single day all year right. you're gonna give yourself the best chance to succeed to follow up on that is there any specific place player who's playing now or who played in the past that you kind of pattern your game after and then you went to your own thing um honestly i i really um 
I when I started playing football, like I was a fullback and a, a linebacker, and like you know what I mean. I played receiver at one right, point. I played yeah. tight end. Like I played a lot of positions, and I didn't start playing DN until my senior year of high school. Got hit a big growth spurt, and they're like, "You're not playing linebacker. Right, You're right, too right. big yeah, and stiff." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, I need to, you know, whatever." But honestly, I've I'm a fan of the sport. Like. Yeah the history all the way back to you know and this is another one i give credit to marinelli all the time but he really evolved my like mindset when it comes to like the history of of, of football and just like d-line play yep. like i i have guys from like doug atkins to warren Sapp to mm-hmm. like the old school vikings with uh Marshall with yeah, yeah like Alan Page Alan Page like yeah. all like real old school stuff but like those guys were like unicorns like doug atkins yeah. is like 68 hurtling people back in the 70s and 80s <laughs> and he ended his career his last play was a sack and got carried off the field like wow. that's legendary and yeah. like that yeah. was way back in the 80s so like i really don't like to you know just put it with d-line like i, uh-huh. I grew up i was a huge megatron fan i was a lion fan growing up as a kid like being in michigan i'm sorry but yeah, go ahead yeah trust me i know <laughs> it's terrible I'm, I'm glad i'm a raider um but yeah like just I, i'm really a fan of the game and okay. i appreciate every position and um i just love the game of football so yeah there's not one guy that i'm like yeah i want to play like him like my my vision in my head like even when i was in college and high school like i always like envisioned what my favorite player would look like and I, I try to just be that, you know, yeah. I want the kids to look at me and be like, right. yeah, I want to play like Max Crosby. And like, that's, that's like the number one compliment. So like, I've really tried to just, I don't try to be anybody. I just be myself yeah. on the field. And I, I, you know, the fans see it, my personality, like I'm just a hundred percent me when I'm on the field. And, uh, that's what I try to just do every single day. Max, for our listeners and our viewers, how should Raider fans believe now? We hear about Patrick Graham. He went faster, more explosive. Dave says smarter players. So players come and go. Denzel Perryman's gone. We talked about Hayward being gone. This is a business. You're a foundation player here. When new players come in, like Spillane and Epps, and you believe this defense is going to evolve and get better, how could we see that? How's that going to happen? Yeah, you know, I I love the guys that we brought in. Um, I love what we're doing. Um, On the outside world, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion, Mm -hmm. especially when you're not winning. They deserve to, you know, have their criticisms. I get it. We're 6-11. and last year it's not good enough it's unacceptable and i take it extremely personal so yeah the fans have a right to be upset um but i know this i know guys are putting in work right now we have a close team guys are off the field doing things together and we're doing the right things to put ourselves in a position to be successful and um the outside opinions you know we appreciate them because at the end of the day when it's bad you're gonna know it's bad and when it's good you're gonna know it's good as well so um I've been on the Raiders for four years now. We've been in the playoff one time mm-hmm. in my four years, and that's just not good enough. So I totally understand where the fans are coming from, but I really do love this group. I feel like the coaches, um, you know, coaches and players have really looked in the mirror and realized, okay, this is what we need to do. What we did last year was not good enough. Um, and it's simple as that from top to bottom. So if we get a bunch of guys on the same page um, that are bought in on winning, not just individual stats, not just – all right, I'm going to have my success, I'm going to be good. If we do it for each other, everybody's going to have success. Everyone's going to, you know, do above and beyond of what, you know, the outside world expects. So it's really about just buying in and believing in the guy next to you, and uh, that's going to give you a great chance to win. And I, and like I said, you know, people have their opinions on what we should do as an organization. We need to draft <laughs> this guy. We, right you know, now. we're getting rid of these guys. What are we doing? What are we doing? They get paid for a reason, you know, upstairs, and they and they have a vision of what they want. And I would be crazy if I didn't believe in that. 
they believe in me, I believe in this team, and I feel like all that matters is the guys in this building putting in the work every single day, and we have to go out there and produce for the fans and, and just prove everybody um, that we're a good team and, yep. and got a lot going for the future. What have you noticed differently from last year, OTAs? I mean, just I've been out there a couple times, and it looks like you guys are moving around station to station faster. I'm noticing you go and kick the ball, make sure you put your foot on the ball and touch it first. It just <laughs> seems like there's just a lot more intensity, even though it's early on. Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like at the end of the day, football is meant to be – it, it, it is a game, and it's meant to – you're supposed to have fun when you're out there. Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of people forget, and especially being at this position. You know, everyone, there's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of things going on, but it's football. Football is a simple game played by a bunch of grown-ass men. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, you have to truly enjoy it. And uh -huh. if you're not having fun out there, if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to win. Right. If you're always tense, you're worried about, oh, are we not going to do – if you're thinking about it, too much and you're overthinking you're a step behind already yeah. and I try to encourage my guys like run into the ball like even in warm-ups like I'm trying to beat everybody and I'm just <laughs> on purpose just to piss them off but like I try to keep a friendly competition I try to keep as many handshakes as possible and like really just try to bring fun into the game because at the end of the day we're working relentlessly everyone's putting in work everyone takes it serious um but at the end of the day, you got to have fun. You watch the Warriors. They've won four titles. They're out there having fun, smiling, flying around, yeah. and they trust each other. And that's what it's really about, like being on the same page, having fun, and just working together and never leaving a guy behind. And that's that's been my mentality, not leaving any box unchecked, bringing the guys with me. If we're going to do extra runs. It's a cult. Y'all are doing it with me. Right, if you yeah. don't do it one day, you're done. You're not doing it. <laughs> the grip workout's the same thing. We have an army of people in there right. doing the extra grip workout with me. And, like, that's what it's really about is just having fun with it, but also realizing you can't let your teammates down. you got to be there every single day. Max, one more quick one. What do you want to do in the community? I know how much this community means to you. You mentioned Michigan back home. In about a minute or two, how do you want to wrap this up with how you want to evolve and grow in the community? Um, yeah, so... I got a big announcement coming. Um, okay. I'll let all the details yeah. and all that come out, but I, I'm starting my first uh, my uh, foundation. Um, oh, yeah, nice. I'm having my foundation, and I'm super fired up about it. Um, we're going to do a lot of things. going to cover a lot of ground, but, you know, focus on uh, mental health, um, teen addiction, animal rescue, um, covering a lot of things. But uh, I'm starting that up. I'm really fired up about it. Awesome. Um, be, be able to help, you know, people not only in Las Vegas, but all over um, from Michigan to Texas and um, you know, just be able to give back in the way I want to. So we're going to be doing a lot of great things. Uh, they'll be announced uh, here in the next week or so, and I'm super fired up about it. But, yeah, you know, it's all about giving back at the end of the day. Last week I was able to talk to 30 kids who just graduated um, dealing with teen addiction. Um, kids, you know, going through what I went through and seeing them, you know, kids having four months sobriety, a year sobriety, um, and being able to stand in a room with them and talk um, and share my story is really what it's all about and just giving back. So, yeah, you know, it's an honor every time I get to do it. Um, that's why, you know, after my first year of sobriety, I came out and told my story about, you know, how I got clean is because I can come back and help somebody out. And I'm able to do that every single day. And it's honestly, it's the greatest, you know, greatest thing I've, I feel like I've accomplished in my life. Thanks for awesome, the extended man. time. We know you're yes. busy. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate oh, you guys. Yeah, there he is, Max Crosby. That was good stuff with Max. Really was. I was glad to be able to get that 
onto the show. He's uh, he, he's so good to listen to, and you could just hear the maturity of Max from when he was a rookie back in Oakland to where he's at right now, and just the leadership that he's taking with this team, and the way he's out there interacting with the players on the on the field just during OTAs and mandatory mini camp, and uh, that conversation that he had, and how he takes it so seriously. And when he says he takes it seriously, he means he takes it seriously. He's one of those guys, and there's you know that's that's how you can always de- uh, you can always determine who the alpha dog is. The guys that take everything they do seriously. Everything matters. The way that he practices matters. The way he runs the drills matters. The way that he interacts with the teammates and has a handshake for everybody. That matters. That's an alpha dog right there. Clearly the Raiders need a few more alpha dogs, but that's a damn good one to have right there in Mad Max Crosby. 419 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, get to some calls, get to some texts. We'll also get to some NBA Finals conversation as well. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. This traffic report. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Threw the question out there on the WBroke.com text sign 69187 keyword R&R. If you knew the Raiders were creating and building something similar to the Miami Heat, their heat culture, would you be okay with the slow build that they're going through right now trying to build the foundation and make sure that they have a consistent winner. Would you be okay with that? Again, 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200. Mailman Raider hit us up on the WBroke.com text line listening to that Max Crosby interview from the Raiders Roundtable on Monday. Okay, putting my NFL sack leader bet right now after listening to this. Again, that's uh, talking about Max Crosby and uh, and what he's bringing to the table in 2023. And just listening to him talk, you just have to be pretty fired up and excited about what he brings to the table. And hopefully many other guys on the defense follow his lead. Right now in studio with my man Jared Justice in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio is Sylvia. And Sylvia is a frequent visitor to the show. She's yeah. a frequent guest on the show. She's yeah. here from uh, Comp and I guess she's uh, feeling pretty good about herself. Sylvia, how are you doing today? You know what? I am feeling pretty good about myself because my outfit is on fire. (laughs) Okay. Well, nobody – okay, first of all – I know. I know this is not the medium to be – I know. Right. But just picture it in your mind, theater of the mind. My outfit is pretty on fire today. Well, if you're going to tell everyone your outfit's on fire, at least tell them what the hell your outfit is. I got, I have black pants that are kind of sailor because Jared commented. Actually, you know what? It's very rare that Jared says anything about my outfit. I'm not touching any of the. the, the it's true. He said that it was nice. He said there you I go. Nice today. See, there you go. I appreciate it. Oh, I, I normally compliment your eyebrows. That's That's, that's normally- true. My, my my eyebrows are pretty on fire, too. <laughs> All right. Well, that, now that we've gone down that rabbit hole of what's on fire and what's not, as Sylvia's in the Finley Cadillac performance studio. She was just like, let's get this back on the road. I mean, no, we're, hey, no. we're going to be on some road, and that's okay. I can appreciate we're that. We're going to be on the fire road. Right, exactly. Well, I'll tell you, apparently I'm on the, the road that takes the longest to get to Trader Joe's because earlier today, this morning, yeah. as me, you, Jared, we all kind of took our turns with uh tearing up lauren's uh pretzel or, or what were they called peanut butter pretzels they're like peanut butter like they're uh, pretzels but they're peanut butter filled and uh our uh our, our co-worker our friend lauren bond who is on our sister station 97 won the point uh she has she usually has like a bunch of snacks so she'll right. have those pretzel peanut butter things she'll have like you know corn nuts all sorts of stuff Right, she does. And so she told me yesterday, and you were my witness, she said, have as much as you want. Oh, yeah. And I said, that's not a good idea, because if I have as much as I want, I'm going to eat a lot. 
Yeah. And I and proceeded to eat a lot. <laughs> you ate all of it, right? I didn't eat all of it. I probably ate the majority of the – like, she had a nice little container. It wasn't a bag. It was a nice little container yeah. jar. But what happened is I decided I wasn't going to eat any because if I had a little bit, I was going to have a lot. But then I got I got angry because, well, our phone lines weren't working, and so I, I felt like I had a really bad show, and I was mad. And so then I started, like, mad eating, right? So I started, I started getting mad and started eating the um, – the, the pretzels that were in there. And so by the time we were done with that, and uh, it was pretty much all gone, and she told me that she got them from Trader Joe's. So today I went to Trader Joe's, and I had never been at Trader Joe's before. Which I got is there. surprising to me. Why? Why would that be surprising? Like, I don't hear people say all the time they're going to Trader because Joe's. Because at least at one point in your life you should go to Trader Joe's. Well, I have now, and <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. Like... My experience at Trader Joe's is this. He's just rolling through. I rolled in at 7.55, and there was a line outside. It didn't start till it didn't open up till 8, but I felt like we were in the club or something because it was like there was a line outside. I'm thinking, to get into Trader Joe's? Like, I don't ever see a line outside of Smith's to get open, you know, when they no. open up. Well, because it's not popping like Trader Joe's, but I feel like Trader Joe's, it's like a thing on its own, you know? Like, I feel it's, it's just, it's popular. But why get there early before it's even open? Because you probably they probably have like I don't know snacks like they probably have a, a chocolate covered honeycomb that's like super super good and you know people don't want to share and they want to get to it really quick. You're allowed to try anything in in the whole. Building. Oh yeah, that's so true. That's true. You got to get in and like get the first one out of the pack that they open up. <laughs> but the other thing about Trader Joe's, <laughs> I'm so confused. Here. I'm still so confused, but that's okay. But that's also it's it's you know more affordable than let's say Sprouts, you know. I've never gone there either, so <laughs> freaking and, expensive. Uh, let me check to see if Sprouts is a sponsor. No, but I know that they they're around oh, the corner. No. They're, they're around the corner from us at, at some point. I think I, I I want. Well, I know Darren Waller worked there no. at some point, so there's that. But whatever. Um, no, I'm so confused because everyone was so nice there too. It's like everyone was so happy to be there. Even people that were driving up when I left because I bought like three bags of these peanut butter pretzel things so I could yeah. make sure we had plenty in the building. So we just in case I went on one of my <laughs> rants and my anger modes when I was upset about whatever I'm upset about. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't. I felt bad. Lauren offered me something and then I took everything. <laughs> <laughs> But when I was leaving, even the people driving up had smiles on their face. Like, they were so happy to go to Sprouts. Like, they were going to Disneyland you or something. You mean Trader Joe's or Sprouts? Oh, no, Trader Joe's. That's oh, what okay. I meant. My yeah. Um, did you buy flowers for your wife? I did not buy anything. Wow. But I did not buy anything but pretzel, wow. uh, pre- peanut butter pretzels. Right, Jared? You could. They always have wow. flowers on display. You didn't get any for your wife? I was only there five you minutes. You didn't get any hey, for your wife? It's not even... The, it's the wife. That, That's the true. wife. But the, the point is, she has a the in front of wife, and you're not going to get her flowers. No, I look not. Wow. I went, not when I went to Trader Joe's. To, wow. I was very focused. I'm a very focused shopper. I don't go in there to browse. You know I don't go to hang out. You know what, what? You, should, you should be focusing on getting some flowers for your wife. <laughs> the wife. The wife. Not just the the wife. <laughs> you guys are all uh, all so messy, man. So messy. Boy, I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to uh, I got write, down, the, write, write down my assets in a little while. You guys are going to get me in all kind of I, trouble. I got the wives back. Uh, clearly. But <laughs> I, I was going I to. I hope she's listening right now. She's oh, like, she oh, is. I, I love Sylvia. Uh, yeah. I love you too, the wife. Unbelievable. I'm telling you right now, I was going to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance <laughs> Center. So I wasn't going to buy flowers and then take it to Raiders HQ. You could have done it like afterward. They, don't take clothes like at 8. 
I don't know. I've never been there wow. before. It's I mean, called you, Google, Q. It's called Google. Look, I, I went in there with a purpose. I went in there to go get the peanut butter pretzels I like, I like that I, repl- I, I ate so I can replace them as a respectable person would. And instead of saying, you know what, Q, you're the only swinging D in the building that would actually was, do that because yeah, nobody else would have done I, that. I was going to say, I like how I'm busting your chops. And you got me a bag full of pretzels. I was about to say, we got three bags, and I made sure everyone was taken care of. And all I'm getting is hate because I didn't buy flowers that the wife didn't want flowers from. You don't know from, that. You didn't ask. I, I did not. I did not. Yeah. You're right. Wow. This, this, and this, is, this is an, episode, you, of, this is an episode of when things go terribly bad for Q. You you are just getting yanked up on, man. I know. And Jared's not even doing anything. What is Jared going to do? <laughs> yeah. He's not what is Jared going to do? Jared sent you a text and asked you if you had some NBA takes. Oh, like, if you want to talk about, like, WWE, like, okay, let's do that. Do Where's I DeMond? look like DeMond to you? Where's DeMond? I'm about a foot and a half taller. <laughs> Dang. It's true. Dang. That's true. That's true. All right. Now well, you got to par- double down on that now. Well, you said all- it, you own it. All I know <laughs> is that apparently Trader Joe's is like the club, and now I know. And so I will make a, a return visit. How about that? Yeah, I hope you get Flowers for the wife. I, I hope you're the guy that's like, all right, uh, yeah, can I sample that? Can I uh, sample that? Can I sample that? Oh, I like that. I don't plan on standing there, staying there that long. I'm in and out, man. I'm one of those guys that I, I go in with a purpose, man. I go in focus. I will say the lady at the register, she was super cool, too. I was, you know, she's like, hey, how you doing? You know, all smiley and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm great. Yeah, you know what? You don't get that at Vaughn's. I don't go there either. I very rarely I, go to Smith's. I stop going to Vaughn's. <laughs> all right. Well. I like Smith's. Smith's is my... Uh, this is my it's my place. Smith's. Okay. All right. Well, there All day, you go. Every day. Well, we uh we what we do when we get groceries, the the wife orders the the groceries. Oh no, get, I do that too. Do you really? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, she does that. She orders it and then goes picks them up and she's always like, "You got a dollar or two? And I was like, "No." <laughs> so I feel bad because then I end up <laughs> I end up stiffing no. the, the poor guy that's bringing out the groceries or whatever. <laughs> so, Which there is you go. It's hilarious because if you've ever if you and you have, we have <laughs> Q's an amazing tipper. Oh, yeah. No, he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's one get, of the most generous human but it's, beings. Because do, not it's, get, it's, do not get a wrong idea that he didn't tip the, the, the shopping person. person. That, yeah, the don't, sh- don't get it wrong. Like, he is so generous. <laughs> he is such a good tipper. This is just, you know, he just uh, I don't carry cash. No he one carries cash anymore. Who carries cash? I don't carry cash. Exactly. See? My fiance carries cash. There you go. That's because he's a big baller. That's true. Shot caller, 20-inch blades on an Impala. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get the podcast taken down because of that. Nah. Hey. All right. Well, Whatever. anyway, enjoy the pretzels. Let's not uh, let's not get rid of them too quickly because uh, I'll be in studio tomorrow, so I'm going to need some. So I'm just saying. So oh. thank you, thank you, Sylvia, for your, right. your, your time and uh, sharing I'm your- I'm going to go eat some pretzels. Yeah, we already know. That's how we roll. There you go, Sylvia. I from comp, she's out of there. Her and her bomb, her bomb outfit fire that she's uh, there. She goes. She said it's fire, so it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. That's how that conversation went bad. Four thirty-four is the time. We'll come back. Get to your calls in Texas. Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Many thanks to Vinny Bonsignor. He joined us at two thirty today. Talk all things silver and black. John McClain, Sports Radio 610. Join us to talk all things NFL. Shared a couple great stories. Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports at 330. Talked all things Aces, Raiders, Golden Knights, everything in and about Las Vegas. And then you heard from Max Crosby from the Raiders Roundtable 
from Monday, Raiders content day. Of course, got a lot of feedback on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and the phone lines as well at 702-365-9200. Going out to Monterey to the 831, my guy Raider Jay in Monterey. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. You good afternoon. Thanks again for taking my call. Hey, listen, man, I jumped off the air the other day, day before yesterday. Your, one of your questions was, what am I looking for in training camp? Uh, and there were a couple of things, right? Number one, what do I want to see? I want to see Patrick Graham perform, bro. That's, okay. that's number one for me. I want to see Patrick Graham make it happen. Work with what you got. Get it done. That happens, man. It's going to be a really exciting season because we are sneaky deep at a lot of positions. Um, yeah, pivots to the next one is, I want to see the youngsters on the D-line. I want to see Farrell come into his own. I want to see Big Matty Butler mm. do something. I want to see big big old John Jenkins, another J.J. There's a lot of us. you got that Chiefs fan on the phone line over there. <laughs> yep. I'm a J.J. My son, who plays left end for Salinas High, is a J.J. Nice. Um, we got we got J.J.'s all over the place. But, but I want to see John Jenkins come in and make an impact, right? I want to see most – you know, first and foremost, I want to see Byron Young come in and just, just hit. I want to hit on that pick. Mm-hmm. If this happens, man, it's 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 going to go off, man. We got good things on the horizon. Um, hey, man, I wanted to uh, I want to talk to you about Max and his foundation. I work as a program director at an at-risk youth campus over here. I won't say the name on here, and I also do dog rescue. And it's just too right. I've been sitting on this for a minute, and you know, I just sent you guys a big old text. I'll get off the line with that. If you could read that. I'd really appreciate it. Hey, go nation. Much love. I right, appreciate you, Jay. It's Raider Jay in Monterey. And, uh, you know, it's so funny, man. When I was in Monterey, I was living in Seaside. And uh, I was working in Monterey. But we had always – or I'd take the trip to Salinas every once in a while. And I can't remember, and I guess I should have asked while he was still on the line, there's that, that one road that leads from Monterey all the way into Salinas. And, like, you look to the side, and there's a big old uh, strawberry um, – you know, what's the what's – the, Shed, I guess. I guess it's not really called a shed, but you know when they're on the side of the road and they're selling fruit and everything, it's like a big old strawberry. So I don't know what they call those things, man. A stand? Yeah, sure. Like there a you fruit go. Yeah. stand? Yeah. Hey, there you go. That's a pretty simple, basic word. Yeah, a stand, Jared. There you go. <laughs> That's how you earned your A for the day. You came up with the easiest word ever. But yeah, man, I remember used to going going down that uh, that road, and I don't remember what it is, but uh, anyway. Uh, anytime he calls in, I was thinking my days in uh, Seaside. It was pretty cool. Uh, that was a fun, fun place, man. It was an expensive place, but it was a fun place. And being able to ride from Seaside into Monterey and check out the water. And me and my mom went and ate at Pebble Beach one time and ate at the 18th hole and oh. sat right in front of the Tiger Woods. There was a Tiger Woods uh, picture where he won, I believe, as an amateur. It was awesome. So, anyway, that's enough about me today. But, uh, yeah, good stuff, Jay. Thank you so much. And I like the optimism about the defense. And, and that could be, man, if they hit on a few of those guys, a couple of these defensive guys, those young dudes, that would be that would be incredible, right? Because I think that those guys could really play. I'm excited about Young, third-round pick out of Alabama. I think he not only is a good run stuffer, which you know that already. He showed that on top of years, on top of years there at Alabama. But this last year, he was able to establish himself as a, as a pass rusher. That, in my opinion, is going to go a long way. If you can get... I know it sounds greedy. Two or three of those guys to really hit and show what they could do their rookie year, Jared. I think that they'll really be onto something. Absolutely. And the biggest thing, and one of the things we've talked about is it, it's, I, I'm not going to call it a veteran group, but it is a experienced group in the backfield. Those guys need that extra second. 
So if you can get pressure with a defensive tackle, if you can get pressure and it's not just Max going, I guess I got this on my own. Right. If you can actually create pressure and make it where, okay, we we can actually cover because the quarterback's throwing under duress. That is absolutely a huge step in the right direction for this team. This team needs one of two things. It either needs the secondary to step up or it needs a defensive line that creates pressure. If you can create pressure with four or three, that totally changes the game plan and it makes a team have to set up on the run. Right. Facts. Big facts right there. Raider J hit us back on the WBroke.com text line and said, Highway 68. That's exactly what it was. Highway 68. See, I wasn't crazy, Jared. I know you think that I have no idea what I'm talking about half the time, but I knew what I was talking about. There you go. Highway 68. Raider J, thanks for that. I do appreciate you. Uh, let's go to the, the text line. 69187, keyword r Jim from Yonkers, I saw something on Aiden O'Connell. His older brother died last year during football oh. season, and he chose to play his next game versus Michigan. That says a lot about his character. I have a feeling that when he goes in, he's not coming out. So if Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, I would, I'd rather see O'Connell. Remember, he's an older rookie. Thank you for a great show. Don't forget, the father of Nuggets coach Michael Malone is Brendan Malone, longtime NBA coach that started at Power Memorial Kareem's High School in New York City during the 70s. Great teams. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Or for the T. Uh, I think he meant the tree. Should be a good one tonight. That's Jim from Yonkers. And, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, uh, that's been pretty pretty storied about about his brother. And uh, that's some of the adversity, man, going through adversity. And you're right, it does show a lot about uh, someone's character if they can deal with something like that, uh, tragedy like that happened to them, and then still fight it in them to go and, and still play in a game, you know, the very next game, and, you know, just kind of try to block that out and go and handle their business and be there for their, their teammates and their brothers. And, and probably for him it was, it was uh, a few hours to get away from the, the pain that he was going through uh, with that tragedy. And, you know, that's, that's, everyone deals with, with pain uh, differently, but I know for me I'm that guy that as soon as something bad happens, I just want to get on the radio and do a show and for however long that show is, if it's three hours, four hours, two hours, whatever the case may be, the only thing that's on my mind is that show. So, and, and, that's, and that's just how I deal with stuff. That's not always the right way to deal with stuff, but that's how I deal with stuff. And so when Aiden O'Connell got out there and played his game, I'm sure that that really helped him out. Last year, Josh Jacobs showed that as well when he played in that final game of the regular season uh, when his dad was going through what his dad was going through back in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he you know, just basically uh, got into town uh, on game day, only had a couple hours of, of sleep, maybe if that, and he went out there and played in that final game where he didn't have to do that. But he wanted to do that for his teammates. His dad wanted him to go play, and so he did. And, again, it's a lot of times uh, it'll get, get your mind off of whatever's going on in your life for at least three or four hours. Hell, that's what – that's what sports do in general, right? That's why people. Yeah. Tu- that's why people tune into this damn show, right? They don't turn into the show because it's the best show on the radio. I mean, I think it it's is. really good, but I mean, people, you know, like to get away from whatever they might got going on. So if they can get a couple good laughs, get some information at the same time, maybe give a little bit of feedback, talk about some Trader Joe peanut butter pretzels, then hell, it's a good day, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of what it is. I'm telling you, and I, and I know I've shared this story before, but when the pandemic was going on and you know, everyone was just, they were determining who's an essential worker and who's not. I remember talking to my dad on the phone. I was like, man, I haven't missed a day of work. We've been at, we've been at the radio station literally every single day. Apparently I'm an essential worker. And my dad said, no, you are. And I didn't have any idea. I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not, you know, a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not essential. And he's like, no, you're getting people's mind off of what's going on for at least a couple hours. So yeah, in that sense, you guys are essential. And I was like, damn. 
I hadn't thought about it like that. I was just like, okay, so yeah, that's just kind of that's what sports does, and that's what you know, even sports radio could do. So when the pandemic first hit, and we had to be classified as essential workers, everyone else went home. So I would walk into this building, and it would be completely empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lights wouldn't even be on. Damn. But I would be here for 12 hours a day because we have to give people hope. Right. Like, we have to give people something to, like, hey, what's going on with Korean baseball? Right. Well, and then you guys were, because I wasn't here at the time, you guys were still doing shows, but everyone was basically doing their shows from their house, but you were in the building running, yeah. the, running everything from the background. Right, exactly. I yeah. was in an empty building that was covered in dust, <laughs> and uh, it's just me. I walk in. There were no cars, like, yeah. parked. and Well, you had prefer parking. <laughs> oh, well. We always have preferred parking. <laughs> Not always. Today when I was there, I had to, man, I, I, I had to make some decisions. Matter of fact. Mr. I, back in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always back in. I'm not going to ever, I'm not going <laughs> to ever not back in. But I, when I pulled in the parking lot, I was looking around and all the spaces were taken to the point where Natalie was parked where I normally park. Natalie never has to park there. Natalie always has a front row spot. I was like. Someone parked in Natalie's spot? Like, it don't have a spot that says this is Natalie's spot. Yeah, but there, but there, you there's a spot know. that's Natalie's spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you got to kind of read the room or sometimes yeah, read exactly. the parking lot, right? So I don't know who parked in Natalie's spot, and I say that in air quotes, but someone <laughs> did. So when I saw her car parked next to where I parked, I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, this is different. And so, yeah, but. The, the yeah. funniest thing is when I pull in any time after, like, 7 a.m. and I go escalate, escalate, but those are old, so I know you're not here. <laughs> well, you know, but you're a caddy man. I got. I you. am. I am. There's some. There's some good caddies in the parking lot, right? There's some. There's some good ones, but uh, I gotta. I always. You I got always. The, you've got the best one. You no. Me and Steph. Me and Steph looks. The, ours looks exactly the same. It's the exact same uh, look. I always I always crack up when I see Steph pull into the parking lot because I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. It's the same it's basically the same car. I think mine's a little newer, but but it's it Yours basically it it basically looks the exact same. So when she gets her car washed, I get ma- mad cuz I'll look at her I'll be like, "Damn, you <laughs> I will. I'll be like, "Man, you got a car wash." She's like, "Yeah, I did." And then uh she'll say, "Oh, I I had someone come to the building and and wash my car." And I was like, "Dang it, why didn't you tell me?" And it's, we do. Every once in a while we'll have people come to the building and wash the cars, but I'm never in position to do it. Every time they come to the building, I either want to get it done and I don't have cash on me or cuz I never carry cash. Or I'm about to leave and go to, like, the Raiders facility or I'm about to head to the house or something like that, and I don't want to get on the highway after I get my car washed and then get it all dirty. Yeah, you're going to get dead bugs. Right, exactly. So there's that. So now we've gone. You want to talk about go full circle on this show today. We have gone to Trader Joe's a couple times. We've gone to Essential Workers. We've gone to Monterey and Highway 68. We've gone to the Strawberry Stand. We've gone to the car wash, Natalie's parking spot at the radio station, multiple escalades in the parking lot. Whose is newer? Whose is better? We've gone a whole lot of everywhere on today's show. It Yesterday's theme was accountability. Today's theme is random. <laughs> <laughs> very, 
very random, but it happens. It happens, and that's how we like to do it. We just like to go with the flow at times. My son was here over the weekend. That's what he said he does. He guys, I just go with the flow, Dad. I just go with the flow. So then, there's that. Yeah, he's he's quiet, and he's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, he didn't get that. What, what am he, I doing? I got to post up uh, JJ Bray. He it. didn't get that quiet trait from me. That's what he <laughs> he, he is definitely quiet. The wife said that the other day. She's like, man, he does a lot of things right, but he sure don't talk. <laughs> I said, he don't. He's so quiet. He is so to himself, but uh, he's a good kid, man. So It, it genuinely is um, whenever – so I retweet a lot of the things that you tweet out, especially your podcast and your show. But every time I go to your Twitter feed, it always, like, whenever I see the picture of you and your son with the headsets on, that, oh, yeah. that literally – it. It's an instant smile. That's the like, most that he ever talked is at that summer league. Is uh, you know, and I had to, I had to pull that out of him. And the only way I got him to do it, funny story, the only way I got him to do it is because he looked up and he realized that we were on like a TV stream as well. So he started looking at himself in the in the TV and he was like, "Oh man, I look good." And he starts messing with his hair. And he's up there <laughs> posing and you know he's throwing up the peace sign and he's doing this and that. And I was like, "Man, I was like, where'd you get this attitude where you're like full of yourself?" And then he looked at me and I was like, "Okay, well, never mind." I understand i get it so but yeah he, he's he's so funny but he don't he don't do a whole lot of talking but he did talk that day uh you know so that that was fun that was that was a really cool moment man just because you know again it, it, it goes all full circle where where i'm up here doing what i do something he's seen me do for years and then all of a sudden he's he's uh on the set at summer league with a headset on talking about hoops so that was pretty cool as well but yeah that's the that's the pin tweet i have on my twitter account uh sir whiskey ray hit us up wbroke.com text on q Wow, I'm just speechless, and I have so much respect for Mad Max. What an incredible story he has and how he's turned his life around. I believe he's soon his soon-to-be foundation will change so many lives. God bless him. Thank you for sharing the interview. Amazing stuff. Changing things up. Messi is on his way to the States for MLS. What do you think, Hugh, of Messi playing in MLS? I think it's great for soccer. I got our tickets for his appearance in L.A. come Labor Day weekend. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. Yeah, I saw that, man. That was big. That was big news. I'm not going to lie to you and act like I'm a soccer aficionado. I'm not, but I do know that that was a big deal, right? Messi, Messi uh, headed to the States and, and uh, what, going to Miami, right? He's going to go play in, in Miami. That's, uh, that's big time right there. That's almost as big as, uh, as Live Golf and PGA coming together uh, like butt cheeks as they came to that agreement. Uh-huh. That was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, They're all going to get paid, but, man, that was some ridiculous type stuff that happened and uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of lies were told to get where we are right now with PGA and Live coming together. I genuinely I didn't get a chance to listen, but I know you were on ESPN National last night yeah. talking about that. What was your take on that combination? Well, it's just it's pretty bad the fact that you know uh, they said PGA the commissioner and everything said don't do it, don't do it, don't team up with Live. They're bad. The money's bad. This and that and the other. You got to stay loyal to PGA. But then the minute that he had an opportunity to get his pockets greased up, uh, he was like, yeah, okay, cool, let's do it. And he's going to become a CEO now of something that I don't really quite know what it is, but it's massive. So he is getting paid in just ridiculous type money. And look, it's going to be end up better for the PGA. All these guys are going to make a lot of money. That's fine. But they literally were lied to for like a year and a half or two years. And then the last seven weeks, nobody has said a word while they were negotiating this whole deal. And then all of a sudden they found out on Twitter, right? They, like social media told them, oh, by the way, PGA and Liv are coming together. They're teaming up and, and joining forces. Like, wait, they're doing what? Like when I first saw it on Twitter yesterday, I had to double take, triple take, and quadruple take. 
and uh, figure out if I was seeing something that was real. And then ultimately, I was. I know we only got about 20 seconds left in the show. Jared, real quick, game three tonight, Miami and the Nuggets. Who do you got? Give me the heat. All right, there you go. You got the heat. I think Denver needs the game worse. They have to win this one. So I'm going to roll with the Nuggets in this one. That's going to do it for our show. We'll be back tomorrow at noon here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a good one.